Welcome to the Connect Her podcast for female entrepreneurs that are ready to level up personally and professionally. Here at Connector, we believe you are always one connection away from your next life-changing opportunity. So buckle on up and join us as we connect you with the most sought-after experts who will be sharing their exact strategies and experiences that helped them reach success. We're your hosts, Sam Conaway and Rachel Haig. We are the brains behind Connector, which is not your typical boring pitch-fest networking community. And we have transformed the lives of over 10,000 women through events, mentorship, and of course, connections. Let's dive in. Can I get a boo? Yeah. <laughs> Connectors, we've got a super special episode for y'all. Because it's not just us. We are not interviewing one specific expert today. We are bringing on members from the Connector community to ask us questions, which I think is super cool. We recently had a event where ladies got to come together for an entire content day. They got to see the behind the scenes of our podcast and actually film content in our podcast studio. And when we did that event, we opened up the floor for members of our community to ask us questions. And so we are going to be rolling the clips, bringing ladies in here on this podcast and answering their real juicy questions. And some of these are really juicy. Some of these are real intense. So as we dive into this episode, I want you to think about what questions would you have for Sam and Rachel And go ahead and drop it in our DMs. DM us on Instagram. It's below in the show notes. Ask us your questions because we would love to answer your questions in a later episode. All right, let's dive in. For the first question, roll the clip. All right, my question for you both is, what is your biggest regret in business so far? The biggest regret that we have had in our business so far, there are so many juicy to think about and to count, and I'm going to narrow it all down for you real quick because there are literally no regrets in any of them. <laughs> Hashtag no regrets, get a tattooed on my forehead. We have dropped the ball. We have had so many trial and errors. We have taken messy action over and over and over again that someone maybe from an outside perspective could be like, I can name 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 regrets that you should have. But the answer is none because we learned. We learned a lesson through every single piece of that. And if we didn't learn, if we didn't take messy action, if we never had those trial and error moments, we wouldn't emotionally be able to connect to the success that we have right now. And that is so vital. So we like to say this saying all of the time, you win or you learn, but you never, ever lose. And this also goes into failure, right? I feel like regrets also go into, well, what moments do you regret or what failures have you faced? Because you probably regret those failures. And we choose to fail forward. And it's not saying that we're perfect. It's not saying that our lives and our businesses are a highlight reel because, y'all, we've been through some trials, some errors, some challenges. But when you fail forward and when you choose to learn from a moment that maybe doesn't go as you expected it, that's when you're able to really skyrocket and serve in so many different ways. And so every challenge that we've ever faced, 
everything that maybe didn't go as we planned, we were able to bounce back with now understanding so many deeper whys, so many different people, so many different ways of serving, so many different ways of being, and then be able to serve on a much deeper level. So hashtag no regrets. Get Uh -uh. it tatted on the forehead. Oh my gosh, on that note, I watched, you know how TikTok, y'all, TikTok has those when you're scrolling and it'll be like 20 episodes of a show and you just get lost in the sauce watching part one, part two, Sloshed part three. Sloshed in the sauce. Sloshed in the sauce. <laughs> I watched this one where it was in a, oh my gosh, it was this episode of these two people in court with their lawyers, with a judge, and one guy got the name of a news crew or the name of a radio station tattooed on his forehead. And <laughs> it was an April Fool's joke. So I guess the radio station put out there, we're going to give like 200 and something thousand dollars to a listener that gets the name of our radio station tattooed on their forehead. But they put in small, small notes that it was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> and this dude was suing them because he got the full name, like tattooed, like, no regrets from one eyebrow to the other in bold font on his forehead. And they never gave him the money. And he won the lawsuit. They ended up giving him like double the money. Double. Double. For emotional abuse. For emotional abuse. <laughs> so entrepreneurs, if you're going to be running an April Fool's, make sure you actually put in context what the April Fool's are with your clients. But fun fact, it has nothing to do with anything, but it made me think that. I think he regretted the forehead tattoo. Yeah. I think so, too. Radio station regretted ever saying that. Yeah, I think so, too. Don't do that. But I went through a phase where, like, I loved binge-watching Judge Judy. That's what it was. It was Judge Judy vibes. Was it on but Judge Judy? it was Judy? a male judge. I don't know what it was. They we'll got go Judge back. Judy on um, Amazon Prime for free. Cool. Highly recommend on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. You got nothing to do. <laughs> no one to see. Nothing going on. And you're pregnant. And you're tired, Judge Judy saved my life. If you ever life. try to <laughs> negotiate with Sam, just know Judge Judy is her mentor. Take me to court. <laughs> just kidding. Actually, don't take her don't, to court. Please, please don't. Because you'll go too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In that, we are going to step into the next question. Go ahead and roll the clip. What would be one piece of business advice that you would give someone or just advice in general who maybe is trying to start a new business or is just getting started? What a good question. Advice that we have, business related or not, for someone just getting started. If I could sum that up into one sentence, that's probably not even like a full sentence, a couple words. You got to do the thing that lights you up inside. Yeah, if your insides are not getting all hot and bothered, what? <laughs> actually, actually, don't do that. Shiny and feeling good. <laughs> if your insides are not lit up, don't freaking do it, y'all. Yeah, you have to focus on the thing that you are passionate about because you're going to be solving somebody else's problem. And that's essentially what business is. You solve someone else's problem and you have to be passionate about solving that problem. And if you're not passionate, if you're not lit up, 
what tends to happen is you're more likely to probably fall off or not be as motivated or inspired to stick with it. And so we see a lot of ladies who pivot so many times and it's because they're trying to find that fire of what lights them up and what is the most aligned. You see a lot of uh, people in business nowadays, they're just ripping each other's ideas off and it's not coming from a place of pure alignment. So follow your intuition, follow that gut, follow that passion, follow that hot and bothered feeling. Follow the good light bulb moment feeling. Yes, that seed that is planted in the back of your mind saying, am I meant to do this? Yes, I can. I'm on fire about it. Follow that voice. And if you really step into it and align with what feels authentic to you, that's the thing that you want to use getting started. We work with a lot of female entrepreneurs on the back end, whether that's mentorship or, you know, whatever that looks like. And what we recognize, especially for the women that are just getting started, right, trying to choose your niche, trying to narrow it down to one problem can be really heavy and hard to do. And in that moment, a lot of ladies will choose what they think will make them money. And although that's an important factor, of course, growing a business, you want it to be profitable so you can continue to serve. But if you're only focusing on what you think will make you money, what happens is when you are diving into that hard task of building your funnels, that hard task of building all the back end and recording all the course videos and doing all of the heavy work that comes with running a business, because there is heavy work, no matter what industry, what niche you're in. When you are choosing something that you're not passionate about, that problem that you're not really passionate about solving, that heavy work is going to feel 10 times heavier. Versus when you're doing something that really lights you up, your creative juices are going to be flowing. You're going to have 20 content ideas that you can make about this thing. You're going to have 20 ways of talking about it, 20 ways of solving that one problem because you're really lit up and really excited about what it is that you do. So if you're at that starting point, I really recommend sitting down and not just thinking what's going to make me money, what's going to be profitable, what is the business model I want to follow, but what is going to light me up every single day when I'm working on it, even when I'm doing the heavy things or the new things or the pivots or the things I've never faced before. Yeah. And, you know, Rachel and I, we have in the past said yes to projects that maybe weren't that yes feeling, that passion lit up feeling. And what we did notice was this feels a lot harder and we're not doing X amount more work than normal. It just feels heavier It feels harder. It feels like we are crawling up a mountain with rocks in our backpacks and chains on our feet because it is not the thing that is meant for us or the thing that we are passionate about. Whereas when we are lit up, when we are in alignment, when we are excited, when we know this is the direction we're meant to go, and sometimes we have to slow down to find that answer, when we slow down enough to really make those decisions and step into what's right, then it doesn't matter how heavy or how hard because we're so excited. Like Rachel said, our creativity is so much more and we also have just a lot more inspiration as we keep going. The emails get easier, the texts get easier, the backend work gets easier, the marketing side gets easier because we truly believe in what it is that we are selling or offering or building or creating. So if we could sum it all up into one simple piece of advice for someone who is just getting started, you got to do the thing that lights you up.
For the woman that's listening that maybe you're not just getting started, but you don't feel lit up about the work that you're doing. This is something that Sam and I faced at one point in time in, in our current business as with Connector, as well as in our past businesses. I want you to take a moment and assess your whole business journey. And where was that moment where you realized you strayed off of the path? And so there's going to come a time, right, where you have to say no to some things. And it's really important to look at it from when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. And so with every decision that you make moving forward, when you say yes to something, what are you saying no to? When you say no to something, what are you saying yes to? And so really just assess your entire journey. What are the things that you said yes to that maybe didn't feel good? And then what can you do moving forward to always make sure every boundary that you set, every action that you take, it is something that lights you up. And if you're that entrepreneur that maybe feels like you are trying to balance all of the things, you're exhausted in your business, you're wearing all of the hats. A lot of ladies that we see when you're at that point in business, you're serving a ton, maybe your business is extremely profitable, but you're exhausted and you're starting to hit burnout. That next step is building the systems and the processes in place for you to be able to fall back on doing the things that really light you up, fall back on doing the work that you love to do. For us, that was building the systems in place for our business to be able to be systemized and structured and automated so that we can do what we love the most, which is go and speak on stages and speak on the podcast and really genuinely connect and be able to be present with every single woman that we talk to in our community. And so by identifying what are those things that really light you up, you're able to focus on everything else in your business that you need to build a process around so that at the end of the day, when your business is built, you can focus on what lights you up every single moment and create that dream life for yourself. Exactly. And one of the biggest questions Rachel and I get asked all the time, and I think we're going to have to expand on it in a future episode, is how do you guys do all the things and manage all the stuff. How to stay consistent. Yeah. How do you stay consistent? How do you show up on multiple platforms? How do you do a membership or a mastermind and also events and also do a retreats and podcasts? How do you do all those things? And it's, it's, we went a route where we were burning ourselves out, where we were trying to fit all of these different layers and we were giving only 10% of our energy into each of them. And we realized something has to change. In order for us to show up fully, we need to build systems, we need processes, we need team members, we need to delegate, we need so much so we can put our 100% into everything that we're doing. And so if you're at a place where you're maybe not in the beginning but you are doing something that you love, you followed that alignment, you followed that calling, but you're maybe you're feeling a little bit burnt out or you're you just wearing so many different hats, focus on the systems, the processes, and delegating. Yeah. All right, let's dive in to the next question. Go ahead and roll the clip. The best advice of getting out of your own head and not allowing any darkness, I guess, to prevent you from keeping you from succeeding. Getting out of your own head. Holy crap. This is something that smacked me in the face as an entrepreneur, right? Because when you are writing your own path and when you are really choosing the the direction of your life and you're taking charge of your life, there is this subconscious part of your brain that is going to be like, hold up, give me the brakes. 
And it turns into self-sabotage. It turns into your brain trying to pull you back into your comfort zone. And so getting out of your own head is the number one thing that will skyrocket you to success or hold you back. And so to get to the next step, we summed it up to five tips. Sam, tell them all the juicy stuff. So here are five tips to taking the next step to getting out of your own head. One, what is the overall end in mind? Where are you headed? Where is that vision? Second, taking action. Taking action is the number one way you can propel forward and get out of your own head. Third, get around the right inner circle. Who is your community? Who are your top five friends you're surrounding yourself with? Fourth is there is no such thing as failure. You win or you learn, you never, ever lose. And fifth is celebrate the wins, big, small, all of it. Stay firm in that gratitude. So let's take it back to number one. What is the overall end goal in mind? Now, we just talked about doing the things that light you up, and this is kind of similar, but what we realize And this is something I've dealt with. This is something Sam has dealt with as well. When you first start business, the number one thing a lot of women face, a lot of men face, everybody face is shiny object syndrome, right? You want to serve everybody in so many different ways. You want to solve so many different problems. And all of a sudden you realize 10 years, five years, a year down the road, you've created another job for yourself. And so that's not something that we want, right? Every single person becomes an entrepreneur because they want to write their path. They want to write their own success story. They want to create the dream life that they're working towards. And so you need to have clarity to understand what is it that you're working towards every single day? What is the life that you are creating for yourself so that you are always working towards that end goal in mind? An example of this is Sam and I share it with the world. We want to pack a stadium one day. Our end goal in mind is to have a room of 10,000 women where everybody shows up and every single woman knows somebody else in the room and they feel supported. They feel like they could be their true selves there. And it's just this mass community of support and vulnerability and realness. And so that's our end goal in mind. And so every single time Sam and I start a project, we are working with something, we're creating an event, we're creating an experience, we are thinking of how is this going to lead us to our end goal in mind. Love it. So number two, how do we get out of our own way is taking action. So maybe you're battling limiting beliefs and that's what's getting in your way. Maybe that is I have a fear of failure. I have a fear of success. I have a fear of what if I'm not accepted? What if I'm not enough? And all of those self-talk, the negative talk that comes into our mind as an entrepreneur. If you say you don't have that, you're lying. Everybody has some form of imposter syndrome or limiting beliefs that comes out. And so what to do in those moments is simply taking action, and that could be messy action. And for me personally, that looked like I would have a lot of perfectionism before I would launch an offer. So when I was working solo in my business, I would just work on the PDFs, on the eBooks, on all of the stuff, on the website over and over and over and over and over until it was absolutely spot on, perfect in my mind. I'd launch it for one day. I'd say, oh, nobody liked it. And then I would close it out and I would try and go and and, and fix everything that I thought was wrong versus accepting that, okay, you know, this isn't 100% perfect. I'm going to put it out there and maybe it's not fully accepted, but I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep taking action. I'm going to keep with the end in mind, regardless of all of that negative self-talk or all of that imposter syndrome that I'm facing right now. I'm just going to keep going. And so one action step that we can give you 
that really helped us with that is what Rachel likes to call swallow the frog. Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain what swallow the frog means? Yes. So swallowing the frog tasks, right? When we're creating our business, when you are building a big vision, a big dream, it doesn't matter how passionate you are about it. There are going to be things that you don't enjoy doing, right? Building a funnel, writing emails, certain things that that have to happen for this dream and vision to come to life that you really don't want to do. (laughs) And so I like to call it the swallow the frog task, which is listing out all of those things that are big, they're scary, they're hard to do. Maybe it's not something you enjoy doing. And then scheduling one of those tasks, maybe a couple of those tasks for each day of your week and starting your day swallowing the frog kicking off your day doing that hard thing because once you push yourself to do that hard thing that you have been dreading and procrastinating around, then the rest of your day is a breeze because now you're able to focus on all of the things that you love to do and you've already kicked that task that's a little bit hard out of the way. Yeah, let me know if this resonates with y'all. We've talked about it in previous episode, but it's called perfect or productive procrastination. (laughs) Word fumble. It's called perf. <laughs> it's, it's called, called productive procrastination. Say it with me: productive, productive procrastination. procrastination. <laughs> productive procrastination is essentially cleaning your entire house before you're supposed to do the one thing that is most important. So you're still being productive, but you know in your heart you're putting that thing off that you should have probably taken care of the second that you woken up. We knew this woman in our community, actually, who was like, yeah, I was supposed to get an invoice for over 25 grand from one of our clients, and I just haven't been able to do it because I didn't want to deal with taxes and all this other stuff. So she's literally had this money that was sitting there for I don't know, over a year or something because she didn't want to do the swallow the frog task of taking care of the taxes first. And so think about where maybe that, maybe it's not the exact same scenario, but where is that potentially lying with you? Because we heard from what, Britley, the other day, being busy is not necessarily productive. So what is that busy work that's getting in the way of your swallow the frog task? And this, I'll leave you on this note when it comes to taking action because I am the number one person to experience self-sabotage and those negative self-talks, right? My brain, especially when I first started entrepreneurship, was like, Rachel, don't get out of your comfort zone. Absolutely not, right? The devil on the shoulder. And so what I started to ask myself is what would my highest, most successful version of myself do in this moment? And I guarantee in that moment, it's going to be the version of you that swallows the frog. It's going to be the version of you that shows up. It's this version of you that does the scary thing, that moves the needle forward in your business. And so anytime you have that self-sabotage or that procrastination coming up, ask yourself, what would the highest, most successful version of myself do right now? And then do that thing. Real quick, the... uh the devil voice on your shoulder had a funny... Like, <laughs> I don't even know what I did. <laughs> the devil on the shoulder. <laughs> Rachel, you can't do it. <laughs> you suck, you suck, you suck. <laughs> 
It just seems like very tense and like a little constipated. (laughs) An intense little constipated version of me on my shoulder like, no, you come out through it. (laughs) With the frog voice because it... (laughs) All right. We're a little weird here. Now we're going to dive into the next one, which is... So step number one, what is the overall end in mind? Step number two, take action. Step number three, get around the right inner circle. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of people around you and the quality of questions that you are asking, right? And so when you are putting yourself in rooms of people that are also doing big things, that are also swallowing the frog, that are also being the highest levels and versions of yourself, you are going to see so many new perspectives. You're going to be asked those hard, challenging questions that are going to force you to be the next level of yourself. And it's really going to help you get out of your own way and be able to step in to this next level of yourself. Yeah, and you guys have probably heard the quote that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And so what that could look like is you can easily go and and hammer away at work from 8 in the morning until midnight every single day. Put your headphones in and just grind it all out. And what happens is if you don't get around the right people in the right rooms, you don't ask the right questions, is you could be missing a perspective. You could be missing information. You could be missing some questions that could save you so much more time, but could also motivate you or inspire you to lean into a new direction that completely transforms the trajectory of your business, your success, and really just skyrockets you, right? So if you want to go fast, sure, go ahead, put those headphones in. I've been there. I've done it. You do go fast. You can get a lot done when you're to yourself. And I think there's power in that. However, We found even more power when Rachel and I are going to masterminds, when we're getting in community, when we're at in-person or virtual events, and we get offered those perspectives and strategies that we never thought possible. We're reading the books or listening to the podcast that we're like, holy smokes, this is going to change everything for us, right? So you need to have that community and you need to ask the right questions. Sometimes it can feel counterintuitive to even like go on a vacation when you have an entire to-do list. Or go to an event when you have an entire to-do list, right? Because you're like, I have all this busy work and these tasks to complete. Why in the heck would I go and spend three hours doing something else? But in that three hours, what we've seen is you could find a whole new perspective and solves every single problem that you're facing right now and completely transform your entire day so that your to-do list isn't that long in the future. And so if you are maybe sitting behind your desk one day and you have this to-do list that is just crazy long and all of these goals and all these things you want to accomplish and all these things that you need to build and you get invited to an event and you get invited to go on a girl's vacation or you get invited to go to co-work or, you know, go invited to a girl's virtual event, whatever it is, I want you to ask yourself, like, what is the one problem that I need to solve right now? How can I show up here with full presence? And I guarantee that will be worth it than all of the busy work that you have to do in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Next step, let's dive in. There's no such thing as failure. Yes. So tip number four that we have for getting out of your own head and taking those next steps is really reframing your mind to realize that failure doesn't exist. 
And that took a long time for me to understand, especially just with how you're programmed as a kid that, you know, you you lose like you are losing and you're not necessarily programmed that your losses equal uh, a learning lesson or a learning experience. So when you're in business and you hit a loss or you hit even like rock bottom, I think rock bottom is the greatest place that any person can be because essentially what you have is a blank canvas to step into what is really meant for you. And sometimes every little thing has to feel like it's breaking apart to work in your favor. And so two things to remember out of this is A, you win or you learn, but you're never going to lose. Losing is not a thing. Failure is not a thing. As long as you are learning and you're able to take it in a new direction each time, then you have the power. And the second one is I totally had a brain fart and I completely forgot and I really had sat here for a couple minutes trying to remember it. So if it comes back halfway through the episode, I'm going to just leave you on that cliffhanger of what the heck. I bet you I'm going to re-listen to this and be like, oh, I remembered. So we'll see if we can edit and win to the show notes. Uh, we are real raw and vulnerable and we are human, y'all. Okay. And then we're going to dive into the last one and hopefully Sam gets her brain fart back. Who knows? But the last one is to celebrate the small wins. And it's been such a big lesson to recognize that your energy flows where your mind goes. And when you are naturally focusing on everything that you need to change, everything that you need to fix, everything you haven't accomplished yet, it doesn't feel good to show up in those day-to-day tasks like the swallow the, swallow the frog task and the heavy things you got to do and all the things that you have to build. And so when you allow yourself to celebrate the small wins and have gratitude for the things that you are doing each day, you are going to be training your brain to focus on the positive, training your brain to focus on the good, the things that you've accomplished, the wins, the things you've overcame that will skyrocket you forward versus focusing on the lack. And so an example of this could be writing out things that you're grateful for. Maybe that's not in business. Maybe that's in life. What are you grateful for that you have created for yourself thus far? Celebrating when you swallow the frog task and when you do something that is like crazy hard or when you do something that is that is something you never knew you knew how to do or when you learn something new or celebrating the small freaking wins. When you get a full glass of water in before 10 a.m. and you're like, oh, I finally remembered to hydrate myself today. Freaking celebrate that. Like get up, play some music, do a little dancey dance, whatever it is. But celebrate all of the moments in your day. And that is really going to help you stay positive and help you stay focused on all of the good that you are creating for yourself. Yeah. And I want to just give you this analogy real quick because this is literally how energy works. I want you to think of yourself or the last gift that maybe you gave somebody. Or I'll I'll just imagine I take so much time to create this entire photo album of our entire journey of Rachel and I and our friendship and our business. You created a photo album? This is imagine that I did create this and I put so much time and energy and this is actually a really good gift idea maybe I'll do it later Um, and I just you know scrapbooked it and everything put stickers and like I spent maybe like weeks on this thing right now imagine me or you or somebody giving this gift that you spent all this time and I give it to Rachel and I'm like 
hey, like I got you something and I hand it to her and she looks at it and she, you know, flips through. Maybe she doesn't even flip through it. And she's like, thanks, I got to go do something. And she and she doesn't really acknowledge the gift or the person that is receiving from you isn't acknowledging <coughs> the gift that Can I just interrupt that. I would never do that. She wouldn't do that. Okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> she wouldn't do that. But <laughs> this is my analogy here. So imagine how that's going to make me feel. I'm going to be like, dang, like I put all this effort in, like I I don't want to give you any more gifts. I don't want to celebrate what we have accomplished together. Like that wasn't fun or a good experience for me. And so I'm not going to do that more for you. And so if Rachel and she would be like, she would get so hyped. She gets so excited. She'd want to share it with everybody. She'd want to tell all her friends. She'd probably keep it on her a nightstand and probably look through it every so often or once a night or once a week. She'd probably, you know, have teardrops on it and think of me <laughs> and write poems about how great our friend. I probably wouldn't do that either. No <laughs> poems over here. Right. Okay. So if that were the case and really she embraced the gratitude side of things, I would want to give her gifts all of the time because I saw how well she received it. Now, that could be for a big gift. That could be for literally, hey, I got you a Starbucks today. And she just was like, oh, my God, thank you. So I would get her Starbucks like all the time. So it's the exact same scenario for how energy works within our days, within our business. If we're really excited about the stuff that we receive and the gifts that we are given and the blessings that we have in our life, like that's the lens that we see our entire life through. And then we just continue to attract more and more of those things. And so what excitement are you giving yourself? Because every single moment that you do a big task, a small task in your business, every single moment that you show up for your family, every single moment that you look in the mirror and you wash your face after a long day or you grab a sip of water or you go on a walk or you go to the gym, you are doing something for yourself. You are giving yourself a gift. But how many times are you showing yourself gratitude for that gift, right? And so how can you just take that one single second? And again, it might sound counterintuitive if you have a long to-do list and then all of a sudden you, you stop for a moment and celebrate that you did something. But how can you celebrate the things that you are doing, celebrate those small wins? Because that is what is going to help you get out of your head and continue to win for yourself, continue to show up for yourself and for the people that you are serving. Yeah, so... Again, just to recap the five tips. One, what is the overall end in mind that you have for yourself, for your vision, for your life? And really visualize that daily. Two, what action steps can you take, whether that's swallowing the frog, ending procrastination. (laughs) Productive procrastination. (laughs) Three, getting around the right people, asking the right questions, getting vulnerable with the support that you need. Four, there is no such thing as failure. You're always going to learn from whatever it is that you're battling. And then step B in in that two-part scenario is still (laughs) TBD. We have no idea. And then number five is celebrate the small wins. Feel the gratitude in every single thing that you're doing. Oh, I could see the future. Sam's going to call me at 2 a.m. and be like, this is what I was going to say on the podcast. (laughs) All right, we are going to dive into our last and our final question. Go ahead and roll the clip. How did you know how to pivot when you were struggling in your businesses and not sure where to turn to and what to do? And how the heck did you do it? So how did you know when to pivot in your business? When in the heck do you decide it is time to change some things up 
This one is clear. It is cut. And I'm going to let Sam dive into it. But first, I want to say, when you have that end goal in mind, when you've already set that intention, everything that you do and every pivot that you do, you want it to align with that end goal in mind. And that is why that step is the most important, right? And so if you are at a moment when you are pivoting right now, first question I want you to ask yourself is, what is my end goal in mind? And is this pivot going to get me to that end goal in mind? And what is it going to change about my end goal in mind? Now let's dive into the key points. All right. So number one, is there a loss of passion? Now this happened to me in one of my first businesses that I started. There was a loss of passion, excitement, energy, drive. And to be honest, it was never really there in the very beginning. And it was just amplified more and more as I continued forward. Granted, the money, the success, those were pieces that were coming in, but there was no passion to really back that up. Number two, emerging opportunities. So opportunities are going to present themselves left and right towards you at all times. You are going to have to learn to say no to a lot of them. But sometimes there is that one that helps shift your perspective or the trajectory of your entire business model that's like, oh, yeah, this is this is something that I need to lean into. But like Rachel said, what is that end of mind? Is it helping you get to that space? And if it is and if it's projecting it even even faster or slower, but you feel that it's right, then, you know, you're going to have to lean into those opportunities here and there. Number three is a lack of growth. So let's say you've been going at this for five, 10 years, something probably needs to switch. We normally like to give ourselves a 90 day timeline. So in the 90 days, if we have tested, if we have utilized all of the skill sets that we have learned with marketing, with sales, with lead gen, with all of those pieces, and it's still not working, maybe there is a lack of market that wants what it is that we're offering, right? So in order to do that, that brings us to number four is we need to get our customer feedback. And we recommend always, always, always getting feedback from your clients, from your customers um, to make sure that they are enjoying the offer that you are putting out there. And if they're not, then it's time to pivot and switch into the things that they love because essentially you want to build a business model based on the feedback of your clients and your customers. And that's how you build a raving fan community. So if you really want that raving fan, always, always, always ask for feedback. And if you're not getting the feedback that you thought you would get, maybe then it is time to pivot. And a great way to get this customer feedback is one, to ask it anonymously, right? Because we don't want what we do want, right? You want the testimonials that this is awesome. I love what you're doing. But we also want the constructive feedback. And a lot of people are scared to share their opinions, right? They don't want to offend you because they see how passionate you are about your business. They don't want to share that they see some changes to be made. And so you can ask this customer feedback anonymously. Now, I'm just going to give you guys a quick plug because we want to keep this episode timely. But there's a book out there called The Mom Test. And it talks about specifically for product-based businesses, but it talks about how to ask for feedback in a non-biased way, right? Because we want the great feedback, but what is really going to move the needle forward is the customer feedback that gives us the real and the raw feedback, which maybe sometimes isn't good. Maybe sometimes it's a little hard to hear. And so it goes through exactly how to ask the right questions to your audience to make sure that you are asking in a way that's going to make them share their real opinion, and their real experience. So not just customer feedback, but constructive feedback is really what you want to hear so that you can apply it um, to make sure that you're serving the people 
that are in your community the way that they want to be served. Yeah. And if any of you guys have been on Pinterest or a business Instagram profile, you probably have seen the image of that miner who was digging his way towards gold and he's going through and there's that story of how he was 10 feet away from gold, but he never reached it because he gave up and he quit. And so when pivoting or when, you know, changing directions on your business, thinking about that too, are you 10 feet away? Are you close to potentially breaking through? And you have to have the skills and the grit to get through those difficult times. That's why it's so important to lean into community and to get that customer feedback and to make sure you're saying yes to the right opportunities. And sometimes that passion does trickle down and sometimes there's moments where it's low and sometimes there's moments where it's high. But if you know you're on the right track with the end in mind and you know you're saying yes to the right opportunities and you're getting around the right people and asking the right questions, you will have to have that grit because you could be 10 feet away. You could be going at it for two years, three years, five years, and all of a sudden you look like an overnight success, right? And that moment, that vision, everything happened for you. Because there's going to come a day when Rachel and I, we pack that stadium of 10,000 people, like we've been saying over and over. But if we decide to pivot and say, oh, that's not the vision anymore, what could potentially happen is we were one connection away from making that happen. We were one opportunity away from making that happen, right? So because we're so strong and sturdy in that foundation and that vision, we are going to continue digging our mine until that happens for us. And it could be you know, we don't have an exact timeline on it. I think we wrote a date down, but we are, I like to say, hopeful, but not attached. Yeah. So right before you pivot, if you're at a moment in life or in business where you know, I need to pivot right now, I'm feeling this bug to change everything. What I recommend is taking a moment of rest. This could be a day, this could be a week, this could be a month. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter. It could be an hour. But take a moment to shut everything off. This is a lesson I've been taught a lot recently. And, you know, when we are immersed in all of the busyness of life, sometimes we can't see the full picture. And how often is it that you just sit with yourself? And I'm not just talking about like meditation and all of those things. That's great. But when do you ever just sit and do nothing, right? When do you just be? So take a moment of just being. Shut all of the things off, close your eyes, and envision that dream life that you want to create for yourself. Envision that end goal in mind. And whether this pivot is meant for you or not will come to you in new ways of creativity when you just close everything out and just sit with yourself and your vision for a moment. There's a quote like the quotes God today. There's a quote called (laughs) higher part B God today. (laughs) Still don't know what we were going to say there. Still don't. (laughs) Uh, Higher slow, fire fast. And I think that could actually correlate a lot to pivoting as well. When you're in the, in the moment of needing or feeling like it's time to pivot, take that time to pivot slow, pivot slowly and actually, you know, really think through, like Rachel mentioned, really take that rest to like, is this the right decision, the right direction? Does this make sense? Map it out. And this is where we really love to tap more into just that feminine, nurturing, 
careful, like decision making, feeling our intuition. Women are so special with their intuitions. Like use that superpower that you have, tap into it and pivot slow. And then when it's time and you feel ready, take action fast. At the end of the day, you have a unique light you are meant to share. You have a unique way that you are meant to serve. And it all comes back to taking care of you. And sometimes that means getting out of your own head, right? Sometimes that means pivoting. Sometimes that means diving in deeper to who you are, diving in deeper to past traumas, all of those things in order to get to that point of serving. And so today's whole season, today's whole conversation was around how to get out of your head and go full force into your goals. We really hope that this conversation was helpful for you. And we really like this idea of answering your guys' questions. So again, please share with us your questions. Our Instagram is going to be below if you want to DM us personally or the Connect Her account with questions that you have for me or Sam together or individually, questions you have for us as a team and as the founders of Connector, whatever that looks like, we want to answer your questions. And also let us know if you like this style of episode. And give us that feedback, yo. Give us that constructive. <laughs> constructive. We feedback. take constructive fun. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. I mean, I feel like we got walls now that like we're brick walls. You can... You can you can say anything you want. We'll probably not cry. <laughs> no, we really appreciate your feedback and we hope that this episode was helpful. So we will see you guys next week. Booyah. Hey Sam. Hey. Do you remember part B? No, I've literally <laughs> been sitting here thinking about it like this entire time. And I'm and I'm big believer that like if you were meant to say it, you would have said it. So I'm now I'm like in my head of like, clearly what it was was not important. Also, go and DM Sam and just be like, what's part B? Dri- if you can drive like, crazy. come up with your own part B of what you think it would have been. <laughs> like, tell me what that insightful part B would have been. And so we can put it in the show notes. We want your feedback. <laughs> I literally think it had to do with the canvas and the, I don't know. I've been really just trying to wrap my mind around it this whole time. <laughs> All right. Adios. Thanks for tuning in to the Connect Her podcast. We are your hosts, Sam and Rach. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to show your support, make sure to connect your friends with your favorite episode, leave a review, and download that favorite episode for later. And remember, you're always one connection away. We'll catch you in the next episode.